You're about to listen to Grace Pills by Reverend Josh Lai, lead pastor at Caris Center International. Reverend Josh Lai is a preacher of the gospel of the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. Be blessed as you listen. Amen and amen. Ah, I'm so excited, so excited, so, so excited because the Lord is working in our midst. Great and mighty things. Great and mighty things. Great and mighty things. Hallelujah. Well, I want to continue with what I started last week. Healing. Your healing is God's will, part two. Your healing is God's will, part two. Now, most of us have been given this notion that God heals selectively. So in other words, when it's your time, then God will heal you. No, no. Last week I said that it's a wrong notion and it's a wrong understanding. Now, there are certain scriptural verses that are used to communicate that. And it makes it seem as if God is selective and he heals people uh, who he wants to. There are those he wants to heal. There are those he would never want to heal. And he just wants them to languish in their pain and in their wound and in their sickness and diseases. So he just picks out of, of the lot and just heals some and then leaves some. No, that is not what it is. And so we are going to look into some of these scriptural verses that uh, certain people use to make us feel as if God does not want us to be healed and it is not his will for all to be healed. I want you to know and have that in your mindset that God wants you to be healed. Last week I said that healing is a sign that we are saved by Christ Jesus. The day you were saved, that same day you also actually had your healing inheritance. So every believer who has salvation also has healing. Has healing. So nobody is saved just because Jesus decided to save us. No. Nobody gets saved by knowing about it. Nobody gets saved by talking about it. It is only those who believed that were saved and are saved. So you don't get healed because you know about it. You don't get healed because um, you, you, you just talk about it. You don't get healed just because you know that uh, you are saved and therefore you are also to be healed. No, no, no. You get healed because you believe so. Okay, so you receive your healing by believing that you are healed. All right, so this must be very key. The same faith for which you were saved is the same faith you receive your healing. The gift of faith that was given you to receive salvation is the same gift of faith you have to be healed. 
And if somebody tells you you need a higher faith, no, you don't need any higher faith. Because you can't tell me that the gift of salvation is lesser than the gift of healing. No. As a matter of fact, in the gift of salvation is also the gift of healing. So if you needed a higher faith, then it would rather be for salvation. But there's nothing like that. It's the same faithfulness of Christ on the cross that we believe died for us. That same faithfulness is that which gives us our healing when we believe we receive. Like I said from the beginning, uh, this is something that normally this, these are scriptural verses that people use to say that God selects to heal. And therefore, God's healing is selective. Is selective. So, did Jesus heal the sick selectively? We are going to just observe the healing ministry of Jesus and we will know that Jesus did not heal selectively. Yeah, so the scriptures where you see that is what they suggest to you, but you have not looked at them and you have not scrutinized them. Okay, now let's look at Luke chapter 4, 24 to 25. No, I said I was going to talk about um, the testimonies, but I'll do that after I have submitted the word. So please note that so that you will know that God is in the healing business and yours is not a unique case. It is not. It's normal. It is normal. Luke 4, 24 to 25. But I tell you truly, many widows were in Israel in the days of Elijah, when the heaven was shut up three years and six months. And there was a great famine throughout all the land. But to none of them was Elijah sent except to Zarephath, in the region of Sidon, to a woman who was a widow, and many lepers were in Israel at the time of Elijah the prophet, and none of them was cleansed except Naaman the Syrian. Let's look at another scripture that is also normally used to misconstrue that Jesus heals or God heals selectively. John chapter 5 verse 7 to 8. John 5, 7 to 8. The sick man answered him, Sir, I have no man to put me in the pool when the water is stirred up. But while I am coming, another steps down before me. Jesus said to him, Rise, take up your bird and walk. Rise, take up your bed, and walk. You know exactly this story because this is one that has been preached, I, I don't know how many times, severally. So I know you know it has to do with the man who was, was at the pool of Bethsaida for 38 years. Okay, good. Now, it would appear in the above scriptural verses, that Jesus chose whom he healed by an act of sovereignty. But this doesn't suffice contextually. And nothing in the text suggests God didn't want to heal others. 
except the persons in question. So let's examine the Luke text contextually and corroboratively so that we can look at the other text in the same scenario. Okay, so let's look at Luke 14, a uh, 4, sorry, verse 14 to 16. Okay, and what the text was talking about regarding the healing of um, Naaman as in that regarding the other lepers who were not healed and what exactly it has to do with the widow of Zarephite as well. Okay. Then Jesus returned in the power of the Spirit to Galilee. Oh, we're going to have a great time. I'm telling you, it's going to be a great time of healing, abundance of healing. I just know it. 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 There's going to be a flow of healing, powerful healings. Glory to God. Glory to God. Look for 14 to 16. Then Jesus returned in the power of the Spirit to Galilee. And news of him went out through all the surrounding region. And he taught in their synagogues, being glorified by all. So he came to Nazareth, where he had been brought up. And as his custom was, he went into the synagogue, on the Sabbath day and stood up to read. So it's clear that Jesus came to his hometown. Let's look at Luke 4, 17 to 21. And he was handed the book of the prophet Isaiah. And when he had opened the book, he found the place where it was written, the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and recovery to the sight to the blind, recovery of sight to the blind, to set at liberty those who are oppressed, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. Then he closed the book, gave it back to the attendant and sat down. And the eyes of all who were in the synagogue were fixed on him. And he began to say to them, Today, the scripture is fulfilled in your hearing. So he announced his ministry as a fulfillment of scriptures. Now, look at their response. Just observe this. So look at the verse 22 of Luke Chapter 4. So all who bore witness to him. No, so all bore witness to him. And marveled at the gracious words which proceeded out of his mouth. And they said, is this not Joseph's son? So... Straight away, look at their response to Jesus. Is this not Joseph's son? Now, they heard all the wonderful things. They heard all the powerful things he said. They related to what he said 
but they refused his person. Is this not Joseph's son? Now, let's look at the same account, the same scenario in another account. This time it was Mark who actually narrated the account. Mark chapter 6, verse 2 to 3. And when the Sabbath had come, he began to teach in the synagogue. And many hearing him were astonished, saying, Where did this man get these things? And what wisdom is this which is given to him, that such mighty works are performed by his hands? Is this not the carpenter, the son of Mary, and the brother of James, Joseph, Judas, and Simon? And are not his sisters here with us? So they were offended at him. They were offended at him. Mark 6, <laughs> 5 to 6. Look at what happened. The effect of their response to Jesus. Now he could do no mighty work there except that he laid his hands on a few sick people and healed them. And he marveled because of their unbelief. Then he went about the villages in secute teaching. So what was the problem? Was the problem that God was not ready to heal? God was not ready to, to deal with sickness in their particular cases. No. Unbelief is the reason. They destroyed honored Jesus they dishonored Jesus and that is why Jesus made this submission in Luke uh, Mark 6 4 in Mark 6 4 Jesus said but a prophet is not without honor except in his own country, among his own relatives, and in his own house. So, God visited. God was there, but they did not receive him. Healing was available, but they were not ready to receive it because they did not believe him. So now let's come back to the Luke account. Luke 4, 23 to 24. So that we can understand Exactly what this is all about. 
<laughs> Luke 4, 23 to 24. He said to them, You will surely say this proverb to me. <laughs> Physician, heal yourself. Whatever we have done in Capernaum, do also here in your country. Then he said, Assuredly, I say to you, no prophet is accepted in his own country. So, after he had said that, that is when he made reference to the widow and Naaman. As in, how come the widow was sorry, Elijah was only sent to the woman. And Naaman also was given the privilege of receiving healing from Elisha. Why? Because the two personalities involved were ready to receive these men of God. So Jesus, in response, was telling the people of Capernaum in his hometown that just like there were many lepers in where Naaman was healed, it was only Naaman who believed and therefore Naaman was healed. Just like there were many widows in Zarephath, but Elijah was sent only to that widow was because she was ready to receive him. So God is not selective. No, it is those who are ready to receive him by faith. So it is for those who believe they receive. Praise God. So, I'm sure you are very clear about that. So, those who honored the servants received their miracles. Look at the after effect in the verse 28 and 30 of Luke. So, all those in the synagogue when they heard these things, were filled with wrath <laughs> and rose up and thrust him out of the city. And they led him to the brow of the hill on which their city was built, that they might throw him down over the cliff. Then passing through the midst of them, he went his way. It is totally wrong to see believers in this mode and raise a prayer point for God to visit. <laughs> now tell me how that would happen. And you are asking God to visit them like he visited the widow and Naaman in his sovereignty. No. No. 
You see, the will of man is so crucial to anything that God does on earth. And so it is very important to understand that all he needs you to do is to believe so that you don't don't dishonor the grace of God. And the reason why most are not healed is because they don't believe. Simple. Now let's quickly look at the other scenario with regards to John 5. John 5, the man at the pool of Bethsaida. John 5, 3 to 5. In these days, lay a great multitude of sick people, blind, lame, paralyzed, waiting for the moving of the water. For an angel went down at a certain time into the pool and stirred up the the water. Then whoever stepped in first, after the stirring of the water, was made well of whatever disease he had. Now a certain man was there who had an infirmity, 38 years. Now notice one thing. That the angel troubling the water theory wasn't of Jesus. Neither did he refer to it. So it would suffice as a recount of a popular view. And should not be used to persuade believers. So that people do water thing and then come and say, come and fall into it for, for God to heal you. And one of these things is that. When people do some of these things, the people become worse off than even before. It is a myth. And so we we don't use some of these things to actually speak to what God wants to do in the lives of people. So look at John chapter 5 and 6. When Jesus saw him lying there and knew that he already had been in that condition a long time, he said to him, do you want to be made well? Now, that's all Jesus asked. Do you want to be made well? Now, if you look at it and you're not careful, it would assume that Jesus was selective. Till we examine the post text like we did with the others. The man's faith was for a man to help him. So get this clear. So all the man needed was a man to help him get into the pool For him to receive his healing. I hope that's very clear. And you agree with me on that count. So now let's look at John 5, 7. Look at the response of the man. The sick man answered him, Sir, I have no man to put me into the pool. When the water is stirred. But while I am coming, another steps down before me. 
So you see, Jesus was the man. Because this man who has, has been at the pool for these 38 years didn't even know Jesus. He didn't know who Jesus was. So all he needed was a man. And Jesus happened to pass. And the moment Jesus gave him that attention, because he needed a man, he was ready to receive his healing. And for him, a man would take him into the water. So look at John 5, 10 to 13. The Jews therefore said to him, who was killed? So the man now has been killed. It is the Sabbath. It is not lawful for you to carry your bed. He answered them. <laughs> he who made me well said to me, take up your bed and walk. Then they asked him, who is the man who said to you, take up your bed and walk? 13, watch this. But the one who was healed did not know who it was. For Jesus had withdrawn a multitude being in that place. So the account, if you notice, shows clearly that he didn't know it was Jesus. But all he needed was a man and he actually had a faith, the faith in a man who just take him into the water. And that's why he actually embraced Jesus and received his healing. And you can now look at the resentment of the Jews once again in their unbelief. Look at John 5, 15-18. The man departed and told the Jews that it was Jesus who made him well. For this reason, the Jews persecuted Jesus and sought to kill him because he had done these things on the Sabbath. But Jesus answered them, my father has been working until now and I have been working. Therefore, the Jews sought all the more to kill him because he not only broke the Sabbath, but also said God was his father and making himself equal with God. So while this man didn't even know Jesus, all he needed was a man because he desperately wanted to be healed, received his healing, look at the position of the Jews. It's the same setting with regards to the Luke account. Now, Jesus after he had introduced himself to the man, when the Pharisees or the Jews had actually come to the man, later Jesus met the man at the temple and he introduced himself and gave the man a certain counsel. Let's look at the counsel Jesus gave the man. John 5, 14. Afterward, Jesus found him in the temple and said to him, See, you have been made well. 
sin no more, lest a worse thing come upon you. Now, what is Jesus talking about? Sin no more. What sin? Lying, stealing, backbiting, fornication. The question you should be asking yourself is, the guy was an impotent man. So if Jesus was referring to sin and saying a worse thing will come upon you, then what was Jesus talking about? So it can't be because he was an impotent man then. So look at what the man did after the words Jesus spoke to him. So we just read John 5.14. We are reading John 5.15. So the man understood what Jesus told him. And so he actually acted to that. The man departed and told the Jews that it was Jesus who made him well. So the man believed in Jesus now. Then he didn't know who healed him. After Jesus spoke to him and introduced himself, he believed in Jesus and he proclaimed Jesus to the Jews who doubted him. So Jesus was talking about the sin of unbelief or dishonoring him. So honor is a very vital issue in Jesus' healing ministry. If you don't honor, if you don't believe, there is no way you can be healed. Matthew 8.10 when Jesus heard it, look at Matthew 8, when Jesus heard it, he marveled and said to those who followed, Assuredly, I say to you, I have not found such great faith, not even in Israel. He's talking about the centurion. This is the guy who Jesus was going to visit and heal, then he says, you don't need to. You don't need to. Just speak. Because a man's authority with regards to his designation is in his words. It is not in his presence. So you don't need to come home. I am an officer. I don't need to be there. My instructions alone does it. So I give command to my people and they obey it no matter where I am. Honor. Honor. And that's 
That's why Jesus said, not even in Israel, because the Jews were doubting him. They didn't believe his ministry. They didn't believe he could heal. They didn't believe that he is God. So you can see that honor is very, very clear. Jesus was either dishonored or disbelieved. Those who received healing obeyed his instructions. They honored him. They honored him. Look at John 5, 8 to 9. We are back to the man at the pool of Bethsaida. Look at the man's attendance to God's word. Attendance to what Jesus said. Jesus said to him, rise, take up your bird and walk. And immediately the man was made whole. He took up his bed and walked. And on the same day was the Sabbath. Wow. On the Sabbath. And that's a big deal. But the man responded to Jesus. Even he, he didn't know him, but he believed him. And he just took up his bed. And he walked instantly. Tonight, if you believe, as I speak right now, healing is yours. I declare it in the name of Jesus. Luke 13, verse 14. And the ruler of the synagogue answered with indignation because that Jesus had healed on the Sabbath day and said unto the people, there are six days in which men ought to work. In them therefore come and be healed and not on the Sabbath day. Wow. So the men, as a matter of fact, honored, dishonored Jesus, the Jews rather, but the man honored him. The man could have said to Jesus, you are telling me I'm already sick. I need healing. And look at what you are telling me to do. I know if I carry my bed on a Sabbath day, they will tell me that, hey, you have also broken the law. But the man believed Jesus. He didn't care about the law. He didn't care about what the Jews or the Pharisees were going to say. He believed him. Tonight, I don't know who you are believing. Maybe you are believing what the doctor said. You are believing what the professionals have said. You are believing what your body is telling you. You are be believing all the signs and the symptoms of the disease. But if you can believe Jesus, you receive your healing. So the man honored Jesus. And that's why he didn't sin no more because his belief was in place. He had faith in the ministry of Jesus. That's why Jesus healed all those who came in faith. And he tells them, your faith has made you whole. 
Your faith has made you whole. Your faith has made you whole. So Jesus actually make them own the healing by their faith in him. Luke 6, 17 to 19. And he came down from down with them and stood in the plain and in the company of his disciples and a great multitude of people out of all Judea and Jerusalem and from the sea coast of Tyre and Sidon which came to hear him and to be healed of their disease. They came to hear him and to be healed of their diseases. And they that were vexed with unclean spirits. And they were healed. And the whole multitude sought to touch him. For they went virtue out of him and healed them all. All they came to him is to hear and to be healed. Wow. Amazing. So far as they purposed in their heart that their healing was with Jesus, they were healed. <laughs> oh, my word. The word of God is so consistent. Listen to me. It's all in your hands. It has nothing to do with the will of God because the will of God is settled. He wants you to be healed. Does he have the ability? Yes, sure does. And it's done already. Yours is to take it. It is yours. It's not worthy he took care of the unbelief in his hometown. Mark 6, 7, and 13. Mark chapter 6, 7, and 13. And he marveled because of their unbelief. And he went around about the villages teaching. 13. And they cast out many devils. Sorry, let's, let's add the 7 and then the 13. And he called unto him the 12 and began to send them forth two by two, and gave them power over unclean spirit. 13, and they cast out many devils, and anointed with oil many that were sick, and healed them. So Jesus now sent others to do the healing. They taught, and they cured the unbelief. And the sick, and it said categorically, many. So, Jesus took care of their unbelief by what? Teaching. And so, as I teach the word of God right now, as you receive new knowledge, it is forming in you a new mindset. So that what has already been given you, you will believe and receive. So when the disciples went and they thought, 
Bible said it took away the unbelief. And they had power over unclean spirit as was given to them by Jesus. They cast out many devils, anointed with oil, many that were sick, and healed them. So, let's be very careful. So that when we are making certain references, we don't misconstrue God's agenda to his people. God does not heal selectively. Believers in the New Testament have Christ identification. And so, I want you to understand that every believer has an inheritance of healing. They need to understand. When they understand, they need to believe. That is where the honor is. And because they believe, they receive. It's just like salvation. Jesus has died for all. Those that receive the power of the gospel, they are saved. As simple as that. Believe. Let's end it all. Mark 16. 15 to 18. And Jesus said to them, Go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He that believes and is baptized shall be saved. Did you hear that? He that believes and is baptized, shall be saved. So the moment a person believes, the Holy Ghost zoom into them, and they are saved. That's the baptism he's talking about. But he that believeth not shall be damned. 17. And these signs shall follow them that believe. Did you hear that? In my name shall they cast out devils. They shall speak with new tongues. They shall take up serpents. In other words, works of the devil. They shall deal. They shall trample them on the feet. They shall drink any deadly thing. It shall not hurt them. They shall lay hands on sick and they shall recover. Peter said, what I have, give I thee. So Peter knew he had the virtue of healing because the Holy Ghost is a resident. You are just like Peter. You are just like Paul. 
The Holy Ghost is resident in your spirit. And therefore sickness has no dominion over you. If you shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. What about yourself? Any misconception. Any perception. Any thought that is not of God. In disobedience to the word of God. Today we decree. That it fits and has no place in your mind and your spirit anymore. We decree it is ejected out of you. And may you believe. And right now in the name of Jesus. Whether mentally. Physically. Emotionally. I decree in the name of Jesus. That healing is yours right now. Begin to speak over your life. Don't do anything that is indirect. Whatever sickness it is, call it by the name directly and say, no more, I am healed. If it is sickness in the liver, speak to it and say, you have no power over me and I am healed. Call it by the name. Diabetes type 1. Say it, diabetes I am no more a victim. I am healed of diabetes. In the name of Jesus, my sugar levels are coming down. Everything that is in even my genes that speaks against my health, I decree right now, in the name of Jesus, I am healed. Listen, don't beat by the bush. When faith is speaking, faith is direct. Faith speaks directly. Speak to it. In the name of Jesus, I speak to this qualities and this crown. It has no power over me. In the name of Jesus, I am healed. I speak to this lupus. In the name of Jesus, it has no power over me. I speak to this rheumatoid and arthritis. In the name of Jesus, you have no power over me. I am healed. In the name of Jesus, I am healed of allergies. I am healed of asthma. I am healed of celiac diseases. I am healed in the name of Jesus of all liver diseases, kidney diseases. I am healed in the name of Jesus. I decree healing over my body. I am healed of all infectious diseases, HIV, AIDS, and, and, and COVID-19, and whatever name it is, I, I decree right now that I am healed. I believe it. I, I believe it, and I receive my healing in the name of Jesus. Last week when I, I spoke about healing, there was a member, and for three, four months now, they have been complaining. They call me every time, and they say, Pastor, we don't know what is wrong. We've gone to the hospital, and I tell them, listen, speak your healing. Just receive your healing. If you believe, he said, Pastor, when you speak like that, I don't understand. I don't even know what to do. And I tell them, listen, your healing is in your mouth. You only believe just like you believed and you were saved. Just believe and you are healed. And that's it. When they heard the word of God last week, she said, Pastor, after I spoke and I said, you have no portion in my body anymore. I am healed completely. They are healed right now as I'm speaking to you. She said from that day, she has been free and she is free. There was another lady. The husband came home with a severe cold and he said he couldn't do anything. 
and he said, Pastor is online. He's talking about healing. Let's tune in. By the time they finished tuning in, the man was healed completely and the cold was gone completely. Listen to me as I speak to you right now. Any disease in your body lives. It has no place right now. You receive your healing. Receive your healing. In the name of Jesus, may you be overshadowed by the power of the Holy Ghost on every side. May that sickness be bent out of your body. In the name of Jesus, I see you healed. I see you healed. I see you healed of every kind of diseases. I don't know what the name is, but I decree to you in the name of Jesus. If your blood is infectious, I decree that new blood is coming in the name of Jesus. For those of you who receive dialysis, I decree right now every poison and toxic in your blood and in your system. I decree healing right now in the name of Jesus. For those who have spinal cord diseases. I decree that it is straightened right now in the name of Jesus. Back pain, I decree healing to you in the name of Jesus. For those who cannot walk, rise up and walk. For those who cannot see, I decree right now, may your eyes be open, may your ears be open, may your, may your mouth be speak right now in the name of Jesus. Every damn spirit, I curse you, you have no place in that body. In the name of Jesus, I decree healing over you. I decree healing over your household. I decree healing over your company. I decree healing over everything for which God has given you. Your body is free. Your emotions are free. Every emotional imbalance. And I decree wounds and emotional wounds and bitterness that cannot go away. I decree the refreshing power of the Holy Ghost breaks through your heart right now. I speak healing in the name of Jesus. Receive it now. 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 Just plug in right now and take your healing. It is yours. It is the children's bread. I feed you with healing in the name of Jesus. There's a release right now for you, for you, for you, for you. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Whatever you could not do, just begin to do it. Right now, begin to do it. Begin to do it. Begin to do it. Begin to do it. Begin to walk in it. Kandoli, krenda, yakadadas. Ligri ataba. Ngenge griya kotanda, yakanda yatas. Thank you, Jesus. Libros and the Kesosa. Magrengeria Pati Handoyaba. Giza Katagriando Yangeriaba. Igi Koganda Yake de Gria Konda Katabas Andeya. Mika Kanduya Deya. Handia Kataya Dunde. Every poison liver Kaduyata. Mikrinda Yabasete. Every poison in your system Andoyaba. It is ejected out right now in the name of Jesus. Ma Azoya. Total healing and dukatea. It cannot stay in your body anymore. The sicknesses with the Egyptians and cannot come to you. Are there? Rejected. Your body is free in the Yaba. Every lump in your body. I decree it. Taking out, taking out, taking out, taking out. May that part of your body be healed and there. Lump in your breast, lump in, 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 your, in, your, in your throat, and lump everywhere. I decree that your gum is healed. That bleeding gum right now in the name of Jesus. I, I release a healing. Receive, receive your healing. 
in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, I call you healed. Zato kazata. May you walk in it. Lekadaya. Mazos edeyaba. It cannot come back, because when he heals, he heals permanently. It, it, it is yours, Gata. Walk in it. Walk in that understanding. Healing is yours. You have it. And it is done. In the name of Jesus. Amen. And amen. Jesus, we thank you. And we honor you. Thank you for the power. That breaks the back of every sickness. I decree that for everybody that has watched this, heard this, light is given and believes their healing is with them. Devil, you are a liar. Sickness does not come from God. And therefore God intervenes for his people. I decree that families Find their intervention right here. And they are healed. In the name of Jesus. Homes that have suffered sicknesses for several years. Today is the day. Healing is yours. In the name of Jesus. As you walk in this light. Sickness cannot come near your body. Anytime you see sickness. Give it that instruction. My body is the temple of the living Jesus. It cannot share with sickness. You are a squatter. Get out. May you walk in this healing that the Lord gives his children. It is yours. Walking it, enjoy it, so that you can work the works of God for which he has sent us to do. You are blessed, blessed on every side, from the crown of your head to the soles of your feet. Physically, emotionally, and mentally, spiritually, you are free. In the name of Jesus, amen. And amen. Grace, glorious grace. Grace, glorious grace. At the cross, you called it finished. Thank you for listening to Grace Bills by Reverend Josh Lai, lead pastor, Caris Center International. We believe the word has begun a good work in you. May God's amazing grace lead you to a peaceful and joy-filled life. Caris Center International, living heaven on earth.